Hello and welcome to episode three of Community Roundabout Podcast, the podcast from Mount Evelyn and Districts Community Bank branch of Bendigo Bank. My name is Gareth Littlehales and my guest today is David Glazebrook from Melba Support Services. Welcome David. Thank you Gareth, good to be here. Uh, David, you're the General Manager Development for Melba Support Services. Yes. Tell us a bit about what Melba Support Services does and, and a bit about its history. Melba started in 1972 in Lilydale, Mount Evelyn. Uh, we're a disability provider. It started as a lot of disability agencies did in those days from parents who were unhappy with the services or the lack of services provided to them. Um, so some fabulous parents, some who are still our life governors, um, uh, started Melba, you know, and this is in the days where disability services was probably more of a hospital model, um, um, but they were keen to go. So look, yeah, that's, that's the origins. Um, and along the line, some fabulous people in this community um, who had kids with complex disabilities, really quite complex disabilities, went, no, we're not satisfied, um, let's do something, and they did, it was mm. great. Uh, and so here we are, nearly 50 years later, um, still there, uh, um, you know, rapidly expanding, so we now cover from Nil to Orbost, so that's the that's the spread of Melbourne. Um, primarily the individuals, um, I guess we have the honour of supporting, uh, have you know, that range of complex physical intellectual disabilities. Um, so what started back in 1972 um, still holds. We're obviously continually trying to do... Um, no, we have this belief that everybody has the same human rights. And we have this belief that everybody we have the privilege to support should be out in the community doing things that you and I do. Um, and that's where it started, and I think that's what we still honour today in, you know, 2020, which is great. Yes, absolutely. It, it's a story we regularly hear about the services not meeting the needs of people, and so dedicated people take it upon themselves to start their own services to meet those needs, and they grow rapidly because the, the need is out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I mean, it's really interesting, so, in, in the growth of Melbourne, so I used to run an organisation called Impact, which started in Oakley again had very similar origins in terms of people going um, there's a need not being met Mm. Um, and then uh, recently we merged with an organisation in Ballarat again the same starting point people going our needs aren't being met you know and so and what that's also done in terms of as um, we've merged with Melbourne um, what you find is that the values of the organisations are really closely aligned you know, our belief in the rights of individuals, our belief that people have the right to actively participate in community. Um, so you've found in those mergers, like our values, our beliefs, those systems. So the mergers have been fantastic mergers because what you've got is like-minded people still wanting to deliver great services to people. Um, you know, so it's been... So your challenges might it might be in terms of one accounting system doesn't talk to another accounting system, you know. So that's the challenge, but the, that philosophical, that values-based challenge, yeah, no issues. Yes. So, so people all across the state have, have spotted similar needs, set up similar organisations, and then found like-minded people to, to work together with. 
Yeah, I think that's look, and obviously as we change, so the NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Service, um, which is a massive social game changer. I mean, we would happily talk that this is on the scale of, um, you know, when Medicare came in years and years. That's that's the significance of the change. So as organisations have gone, okay, to survive in this and to continue delivering the level and the quality of service we believe needs to be delivered, you know, there's some need for economies of scale and there's some needs to be smart about how you deliver your business. Um, but yeah, so but the, you know, then you go and find others, you know. None of us are unique in our belief of, you know, the rights of people. So, mm. you know, and then yeah, you go and find those people and I don't know, maybe it's that magnet thing, you kind of tend to attract each other. I don't know what it is. You know, the gods have aligned somehow or other. But yeah, there we go. And it's been good. It's been great, yeah. So you mentioned you were originally with a, a different organisation. Yes. And, yeah. and then you merged, the two organisations merged together. Yes. How, how long ago was that, David? Ah, uh, officially we did it on the 1st of July 2015. But we started talking in 2013. So the organisation... And we knew it was meant to be. So we, so the organisation I formerly ran, um, we looked at two other agencies to merge with and decided not to. And that was and that was really a values judgment. Um, and so when we met Melba, by then we knew pretty early on we're going. Yeah, this looks really good in terms of um, you know our belief in people, um, the way we ran the organisation, you know the way we saw the world ticking over. So I reckon within a couple of months. I was sitting there going, this is looking good, this could be the one to merge with. And then it's just, it, it's the time it takes to go and do that. You know, just some of the machinations of, you know, merging, you know, the technical requirements, the legal requirements, those sort of things there. But, you know, really early on, particularly when we had staff from two organisations meet, you know, it was going really, really well. When you had people we both supported meet, it was going really, really well. So, you know, like you knew, hmm. yeah. That's excellent. So we've talked a bit a bit about the the history and and how Melbourne's grown. Um, what are some of the the activities you've got going on at the moment? You, you've mentioned that you you cover all the way from nil to all bost. There's probably quite a few programs running. What what are some of the key ones? That's come about as the Victorian state government has divested itself of disability services. Uh, so we picked up uh, a number of group homes um, throughout the state. So if you look at Ballarat, in terms of Ballarat, uh, there was a range of people we supported there who are living in group homes, their own home, living with friends, those sort of things there. Um, but we, that diversity across the state is the group home. So there's a group home in Orbos, there's a group home in Neil, that's the, that's the spread. So these are people who live with four or five other people um, uh, and we picked up oh, just under 70 of those. Uh, so that's what's given us a spread throughout Gippsland, you know, eastern region of Melbourne, southern region of Melbourne, Moorna Peninsula, and then up through, you know, central highlands uh, into the Wimmer region. So that's that one there. At Melbourne's always supported people, so at Melba, um, so you look at our early, and we still do this, um, you know, there are day programs, we support people during the day. There's a range of group homes, Melbourne runs, um, having a chat about it we're also getting into a better style of housing for people so um, for years we ran a thing called we, no we ran that's implying we don't do it we still do it um, personal outcome measures so we can assess people so people will happily say I'm 
one of the areas. I'm living where I want and I'm living with whom I want. So for a long time we were struggling to get 10% of people to be positive. So uh, we bought the Uniting Church in Lidala with the congregation there. Um, and that was a great thing to do because there were members of that congregation who were the uh, originators of Melbourne, so there's obviously been a huge link for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're now building 15 one and two bedroom units there, and we will have people moving in about, uh, we hope, May, June this year. So it's been a long time coming. So yes. we bought the property in 14, so there we go, that's just a, there's a time frame. Um, and that's about people uh, having their own home. Uh, and it's about people going and living with the people they want to live with. So if you look at group homes, there's you and five other people. You don't get to say who those five others are. Mm. And look, if that works out, fantastic. Um, but the chances are the not chances there. Are, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so look at you and I. We get to choose who we live with. You know, I'm not making any jobs about, you know, I mean, obviously you can make jokes about, you know, you don't get on with your kids or, you know, you've had divorces and separations and stuff, but we get to choose. Like, we make choices about this is where I live and this is who I'm living with. So the crew we support in disability don't get that choice and they should have that choice. Uh, And so that's where it's coming from. So we've got Anderson Street going uh, with Anchor, a local housing provider. We've got another five people moving into uh, Snowball Ave in Mount Ev. um, so they're the things we're doing, plus there's a whole range of other housing developments we've got going uh, at the moment. Uh, you know, then there's things like Able Bakehouse um, we've talked about. Able Bakehouse came about because one of the staff here, and I'm going back years, went to an employment agent and said, um, what can our people do? What, and they were effectively told, well, the people you support are unemployable. Um, that's not an answer. Um, uh, so the answer was rejected. We get right. Well, how can we um, find constructive things to do? And that's where Able Bakehouse comes from. So people involved in Able Bakehouse uh, may only be involved in one capacity of making biscuits, but when you line it all up together, you produce biscuits and you produce cakes. Yes. You know, so someone might only put smarties on biscuits, which is fine. But then you've got someone else doing packaging and someone else making labels. So when you think through the process of anything. People have a skill set, and so we apply their skill set to do those sort of things. And people can proudly say, "Yeah, I'm a baker," or "You know, I'm involved in this process." Mm. Um, yeah, you know, we all we all identify. We all identify with what we do yes. in life. So yeah, yeah, it provides that opportunity. That's excellent. Um, I know we we regularly promote the Able Bakehouse hampers through our Facebook yes. page. Yes, we do. So yes, thank um, you. <laughs> I hope that uh, results in some orders. Um, Let's move on, David, to um, some of the things you've been able to do with the funding that we've been able to provide uh, from the Community Bank to Melba. Mm. How have you used those funds? Well, two of the things I've just talked about. Number one is Able Bakehouse. So there's a range of uh, funding the bank has provided, which has enabled us to buy things to run Able Bakehouse. Um, so if you're going to produce um, biscuits or any baking product of quantity, you know, you're not going to do it with your bog standard, you know, mixer that I've got sitting in the kitchen cupboard at home. Um, So it's being able to buy um, commercial mixers or commercial kitchen items which allow us to produce the scale we need to produce. Um, So that's been really sort of useful uh, in doing that sort of stuff there. Um, 
and love the fact that not only do you help us buy this equipment, then you go and buy the product at the end. Um, uh, help promote it, help sell it, uh, and do those sort of things. Um, so that's that's that sort of things. Anderson Street, you've contributed funds into Anderson Street, so we had a shortfall of funding at one stage, so the bank came in with a significant donation there. Um, uh, you know, so when you're talking, so we're talking 15, one and two bedroom units. Mm. Um, you know, so it's a big project. The more we've got um, significant funds from the Victorian state government. Um, yeah, there was a shortfall. Uh, you know, so the banks happily come in and gone. Yeah, no, we'll we'll meet that so we can uh, yeah that over line. So yeah, that's you know, and for fifteen, uh, there'll be about seventeen people across these fifteen units. For seventeen people to go, this is my home. Um, this is where I live. I'm yeah. really proud of it. You know, like that's that's huge. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so they're the sort of things. It's just it's, uh, we're also where anyone. If they mention us, you know, takes that along with you, um, uh, you'll support for that sort of process there. Yes. I love the fact that we're all part of the community, particularly the Mount Evelyn community. Um, you know, you're in the Mount Evelyn community, we're in the Mount Evelyn community. It's just like that shared joy there. So even through the bank's involvement on the Mount Evelyn traders, um, there's been a couple of times you've encouraged us, and it's purely because of the relationship to apply for things or to go for awards um, and that sort of stuff. Um, um, like just that, like it's just that relationship neighbourly thing. Um, and that's worth, you know, that's worth value. You know, like it's that cultural soul of a region, you know. Yes. So there's that, you know, you play into that role as well too, so yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So where do you see Melbourne going in the future now, David? I suspect in 2020 we're going to take a big breath, big sigh and go, right, we've just got to make sure everything we've done in the last sort of 12, 18 months we're on the money with. So there is a huge process around um, moving people into Anderson Street and Snowball Avenue, and that's ensuring that the supports we have for individuals is right. Um, so that's a big piece of work we're undertaking at the moment. Across the state, we support 1,300 people. So just purely that day-to-day business of Melbourne, making sure that 1,300 people are well supported, uh, that we're doing the right thing by them, that their needs are met, that their dreams and aspirations, the goals that they set for themselves are being delivered on. Um, So just our day-to-day work, that's a sizable piece of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to make sure that we keep doing uh, those sorts of things well. We're continually monitoring, so uh, this year through the National Disability Insurance Agency, the National Disability Insurance Commission is really fired up, which is terrific, and this is the quality framework which sets the standards to make sure that we know we are delivering good services. Um, So there'll be a range of work uh, in those sort of things there. Um, There are other housing projects we're starting to look at, um, which we need to do because, you know, to build a house is not a... Um, swift process. No. You can't go, let's build one and you know it's up by next weekend. You know, so these are projects that take a number of years. So we will keep doing and monitoring those sorts of projects and we want we would like to see more people uh, in homes of their own. Mm. Um, so it's running that sort of process. Uh, and then knowing how good the team across Melbourne is, like rank opportunism will rule. People are going to have great ideas during the year and you're going to go, oh that's a cracker. Um, what do we do about it? How, how do we bring those to fruition? How do we do those sorts of things? Like, 
last year we opened a commercial kitchen space in our building here in the Lidl. And it's so we can do more cooking and do more working foodstuffs with people. And to do that effectively, we needed our own kitchen and we needed our own commercial kitchen. You know, so like that was a couple of years to achieve to raise the funds to go and do that sort of stuff. Um, um, you know, sort of, you know, firing those sort of processes up. So on one hand, I'd safely say we want to make sure that everything we do that we've been building over the last 18 months, we make sure we've been down. I'll also guarantee you, at some stage during the year, there's going to be a crack of an idea from someone somewhere. We're going to go, let's go. And I can't tell you what that is, but something will turn up. But it's exciting. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So where can um, listeners find you online and, and follow what you're doing and, and help support Melba? Oh, we have a Facebook page. Um, I don't know, Melbourne Support. Um, don't ask me how we do it. Um, and that's probably wrong of me because I'm in charge of our social media. Um, but I do that really successfully by um, through the vet. So, you know, young man in his 20s who actually knows this stuff as opposed to me. Um, uh, our website, uh, you know, melbourssupport.com.au, those things to look at. Uh, we always welcome inquiries, particularly. Uh, people who are looking for disability services, um, you know, so we do support coordination, so we help, help people manage um, plans, uh, we do individual support for people in the community doing things, and that's the beauty of Melbourne, so if we look at this region here, so we also support people, you know, they're involved with um, uh, walking dogs, so, you know, with local dogs home, we've got people involved with the local SES and those sort of things, so... The joy of the people we support is we help them become active players in their community. You know, so any community you look around, you see um, a range of people being volunteers or active community members. Um, the people we support are equally as actively, you know, as involved in doing those sorts of things. So, look, yeah, probably the website. Um, you can always ring the switchboard nine two one two o one double zero. Yeah. Have a chat to people, yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Pleasure. So we'll just round this off now. So I'll take this opportunity to thank David Glazebrook from Melbourne Support Services for joining me today on Community Roundabout Podcast. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Mount Evelyn and Districts Financial Services Limited, operators of the Mount Evelyn and Districts Community Bank Branch, Bendigo Bank. It was hosted, produced by myself, Gareth Littlehales. This and other episodes can be found on all the major podcast platforms. Please like and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And don't forget to leave us a review so that other people can find us. You can find us on Facebook under Mount Evelyn and Districts Community Bank Branch and on Instagram under Mount Evelyn Community Bank Branch. For more information about our banking products, come and see our friendly staff at the Mount Evelyn Branch, Shop 2, 35 to 39 Ray Crescent, Mount Evelyn. Call us on 03 9737 1833 or email Mount Evelyn Mailbox at bendigoadelaide.com.au. Thank you for listening. Everyone knows Australia has four big banks, but the fifth biggest retail bank is snapping at their heels. It's a bank that's been around for over 160 years, has over 500 branches Australia-wide, looks after over 1.6 million customers and was voted the most trusted bank in the Roy Morgan All Brand Net Trust Score Survey July 2018. 
Who is this fantastic number five? Yep, it's Bendigo Bank. The Better Big Bank.